Stop. The podcast you are about to listen to may include crude humor, uncomfortable topics, graphic depictions of sexual organs and activities, and, worst of all, curse words. Maybe leave the kids out of this one, okay? This is your warning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to This Is Your Warning, the podcast for adults by adults who think like children. My name is David, and I am here to take you on this sensual love journey we call our podcast. With me today, my co-captain is uh, Brandy. Yeah, that's me. And she's going to show you all the things you need to know about caring and and feeling. (laughs) My voice is really deep today. Yeah. Mine, mine uh, I think, fluctuates every so often, so it's, it's good. No, ladies and gentlemen, today we're actually talking about love. Aww. <laughs> don't choke on the word, Brandy. I don't. <laughs> Not anymore, huh? Uh, never mind. Oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, what brought this on uh, is my insistence on talking about this because Brandy, as you know, has been talking about a gentleman named Jorge, or George, in the Americas. The pizza lady wrote Jorge on his pizza box, and I was like, was she Hispanic? (laughs) Did you tell her your name was Jorge? I said, because why would she write Jorge? Were you flirting? And he's like, I told her my name was George, and I'm like, was she Hispanic? And he's like, maybe? And I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not jealous. It's George. 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 Yes, yes. Brandy has this lover boy named George. How are things going, Brandy? Swimmingly. Swimmingly? Yeah. Nice. Like, like are we talking like beginner swimming? Or are we talking like pretty good high school swimmer? Or are we talking Olympic level swimmingly? Like synchronized swimming. Whoa. Like, yeah. That's the shit right that there. Is. That's pretty incredible swimming. It's like poetry. It is. It is. Emotion. Unless you're looking beneath the water, then it's kind of weird. Scurred. I love it. You should watch it sometime. Maybe. No. Underneath the water? Yeah, underneath the water. It's terrifying. Hmm. It's weird how they do it. you have videos of that? YouTube does. Oh, yeah. YouTube has everything. Yeah. I had a whole, I watched a whole Olympic video about it, but we're getting off course (laughs) because I think you're trying not to talk about your lover boy, Mm. lover man. He is a man. It is. Yes. He is a man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the thing that brings me to this, of course, is you and I have had conversations, right? And Lots of them. <laughs> lots of them about many different things, but specifically about relationships and how you have felt love for people, but not necessarily been in love. Can you talk to me about that? Well, yes. I turned 39 very recently happy birthday thanks. and i've always known that i'd never really mm, like i'd loved but like you said never felt like i was ever in love like there would be like an initial phase of like ooh, this person gives me some kind of feelings but i never like connected with anybody you know intellectually and 
spiritually and physically and never had like all those components and when I say spiritually I just mean more so just on my level you know give me a sense of peace we kind of agree on a lot of things you know yeah a deeper right <clears throat> and so excuse me a second <laughs> sorry coffin um coffin <laughs> um and then you know i've i've dated i've loved i've had deep affections for a handful of them mm-hmm. but it was more like a mothering almost um mothering or platonic no, it was just. You were caring for them. Yeah, tending to them. Yeah. Trying to make them better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. I, I can see that. So, the dynamic, when that happens, I don't think there's ever gonna be a shift. I don't. I I don't see that being possible when you go into a relationship. You're like, okay, this is fine. This is cool, and then it turns into a. Realizing you have to help this person through everything, help them grow up, help them mature. And I felt like I was always kind of looking down on them being like the mother, you know, and I, I can never see that ever shifting. When does it ever change? Or like, yeah, I got this lay back. No, it never, never shifted. So I guess I never really felt in love because I always looked at I mean, you didn't see them as a peer. I saw them. You didn't see them as an equal. You saw them as someone you had to care for. A project or something. I don't really know. And with every relationship, it seemed that there were more of a chore. Mm -hmm. I hate this because I know that I have exes that are listening and I hate it. It's going to make me cry. But I. Well, and that's not to necessarily say that they see themselves the same way. Yeah. Because they may like the way that they are. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they were an actual project for you, mm-hmm. would you say? No. More that you were looking for something different. Mm-hmm. And instead of forcing them right. into that mold, you decided to end it. it. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, or there was the, the couple of relationships that they just didn't seem to be maybe as invested as I was Mm -hmm. until I wasn't invested. And then, you know, my heart just wasn't in it. So there have been a couple of, like my voice is going so deep. Yeah. I mean, there have been a couple. There have been a couple of situations. Wow. You sound like one of those radio late night Delilah DJ types. I don't like Delilah's voice. Uh, I don't care about her voice, but. You know what I'm saying. Same kind of sensual caring. Yeah. So (laughs) I hope it doesn't go out in the middle of this podcast. So we'll find out. But hold on a second. Uh Uh-huh. 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 Coffin number two. I have allergies. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was always um, whether they whether it be, you know, um, maturity or just what they expect in a relationship was never eye to eye. You know, with anybody. Mm-hmm. And then, oh God, my last relationship ended January. Mm-hmm. And then I got back with that other situation. Um, And it was that whole, like, I yeah. mean, you know the sitch. Yeah. Um, just we weren't in the same place. Yeah. Um, with what we wanted. And looking back, I definitely 
even as strong as I felt for him, cannot compare to the feeling that I have for George. Okay, now before we get into the George of it, (laughs) did you, before meeting him, before meeting George, did you feel like maybe love didn't exist or you just couldn't find it or you couldn't feel it? What was your feeling there? No, I never doubted it. Um, I don't know necessarily know that I believe like in soulmates and, right. you know, one person for everybody. And like, I don't know that I believe in all of that, but I never really gave up hope right? that That's I would good. find a compatible partner. Like, yeah. and compatibility is a big pro has been a big problem with me in the past. Like you think, Ooh, opposites attract, but maybe not, but not for long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, they can attract, but that doesn't you mean have they to last. Have some compatibility. And yeah. Like maybe he and I don't have a lot of things that we like that are the same, but when we talk about how we, you, how we feel in the future and, um, like politically, just intellectually, those things we're compatible with. Maybe not same interests. I don't yeah. play video games and stuff like yeah. that. But well, I don't think you, you. I don't think it's good to be the same person. Exactly. And so, um, like my ex was always trying to get me into the things that he was into, right? Mm. And I think that's just that's just silly. Like, yeah, George took me to see Wicked. Yeah, he slept through half of it. <laughs> Did I get upset? No. Did I try to wake him up because he was snoring? Absolutely. Well, Am I mad that he wasn't feeling it? No. You know, he's his own person. Yeah, and it's not his thing. And it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it was the first Broadway-ish anything I've ever been to. Sure, so, sure. Um, it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be, but it was fun. Um, but I, like I said, I always remained hopeful. I've fallen, I guess, a little bit for Mm -hmm. people, but it was more the ones that I felt the strongest for. I always, I fell for the idea of them. Yeah. I fell for what your idea was. The person they presented themselves and I had never seen them in their dark times. I had never seen them, you know. Right. um, Right. Because I mean, at the beginning of anything, we're trying to present our best selves. Right. And even the ones that I, you know, sort of kind of helped through dark times, I never wasn't around them enough to see how they are you know in those moments where they're like stressed or sad or pissed or whatever yeah so from it's so embarrassing but you know within golly probably two or three weeks of talking to George I felt things that I didn't even know were possible wow that's some pretty deep tingles yeah <laughs> and i hadn't even gotten a deep tingle yet oh yeah i didn't get that till like a month it later. was just a connection right yeah i remember so if people don't know the story i don't know if i've told it but no we we just heard his you know his name on the on yeah. the show so i was on tinder mainly because you know i i mean i would meet people sometimes but mostly just to have a good laugh. Yeah, and of then, course. Because Tinder is a shit show. Yeah, and I would share the stupid stuff that I would see <laughs> on Tinder on one of my Facebook pages. Like, for instance, I I got in, I got put in Facebook jail once because... I'm trying to think of the funny stuff. This one was funny. There was a guy who was missing his right arm. He was an amputee, I guess. Or maybe he was born without an arm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And 
he had no shirt on and he had basketball shorts on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was something very like noticeable in the picture. And so I shared it on my, my left swipe just went viral page. And I said, what he lacks an arm, he makes up in third leg. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the kind of stuff that I would look for on Tinder or just, you know, <laughs> or just men being like really douchey, you know, saying like, you know, no fat chicks, no filters. Um, you know, you're a whore. You wouldn't be here if you weren't. You're not going to find your soulmate on Tinder. That kind of shit. You know, yeah. that kind of douchey yeah. shit. Yeah, no, sure. It's just funny. And so I was just perusing and like, nope, nope, nope. Maybe like a yes and a yes. Mm-hmm. And I got to him and I was like, yes. Oh, shit. I meant to swipe left. Not because I like dug deep and just wasn't interested. His photo just showed... <laughs> No personality, no emotion, just looking dead at the camera, just blank, the blankest stare I think I'd ever seen. And generic dude picture number one. It was beyond that. It was just, there was nothing there. Yeah. And when it said we matched, I was like, son of a bitch, because I'm, I didn't want to unmatch because I'm too concerned about hurting people's feelings sometimes i know that's hard to believe yeah but i didn't want to like match and then he get a notification and he had a match and then he goes to look at the match and then they're not there and then his feelings get hurt and i don't want to be the cause of anybody like right feeling down on themselves yeah because i think we've all been there where it was just the uh, oh shit unmatch real quick type of thing it's like well damn sucks but um so i didn't want to be that and so i opened up his profile and as soon as i started reading i was like okay so this dude sounds like me we might have some things in common like i could have written that you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i think i don't remember i don't have tinder anymore i don't remember if i initiated conversation or he did i think there was a hey cutie in there or something like that mm-hmm. i think he might have said it but i might have said hello and then he came back with a hey cutie i don't know i usually initiate conversation like sure that. yeah I am scarred. So yeah, none of that men have to make the uh-uh, first move. Not, otherwise you're not a man type not of bullshit. And I, I'm pretty sure I initiated conversation and cause I was intrigued by what I read. And then, I mean, there's not been a day in the past three months that I haven't talked to him for at least two or three hours. Okay. Now you said there <laughs> wasn't there anything there in the picture when you met in real life. Was there something Well, I had there. already seen other pictures. I understand And video that. chatted. I understand. Listen, you're ruining my moment. Jeez. Ugh. Well, let me tell you this. When yeah. I first met him in person, because um, he lives like an hour and 45 minutes from me. When I first met him in person, I had my daughter take me to like 40 minutes away from here or so yeah. to meet him so that I could ride with him. And sure. And she could keep the car because she's got shit to do, right? Yeah. And so... First time we met, like he was in his car, he was he was oblivious. I guess he didn't think I was that close or something. So I walk up and I'm like staring at him in his in his car, and he's not noticing me. And I was like, <laughs> you know, just like bug eyed, like staring at him. And I'm like, you know, I didn't want to tap on the window and scare the piss yeah. out of him, but I tapped anyway. He's like, you know, and he looked at me. He's like, oh, and he, you could tell he was just like really excited. And he gets out, and um. There was no like hesitation. We didn't go in for a hug and then a peck. It was like straight face to face, like <laughs> lip on lip, tongue down throat. And <laughs> my daughter was like, Jesus Christ, how are you going to suck face of a man you just met? I was like, I've known him forever. <laughs> and so 
he was dressed nice. He wore like some really nice jeans and like a lavender polo style shirt and he smelled so good. He always smells so good. <laughs> but um Good work, George. <laughs> I don't know what had happened the other day when we were out of town, but I mean he's worn this cologne plenty, but for some reason I don't know if I was just like super horny, but <laughs> his cologne just smelled so fucking good and I was like, Oh, let me smell you, come here and I was like straddling him and taking like wrapping my legs around him like <laughs> he's like, I wear this all the time. I was like, Oh no, but it smells so good. But um it's just <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, it's been three whole months and I know that seem it might not seem crazy to people. I'm sure the people that have been in love are like, Yeah, that's how it happens and I'm like, You're fucking weird mm-hmm. and now I'm one of those weirdos. Uh yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but it's great. Yeah. And and uh for the audience, um, what did he get you for your birthday? Um, he took me to see Wicked. Oh uh, yeah, what else? Duke, <laughs> lots of Duke, like five times uh, over two days. Yeah, yeah, but there's um, really I, good Cuban food. Uh huh, uh huh. He took yeah. me to the Arboretum. Why are you dancing around? What the, are you talking the about? Gift that. Uh, oh, he got me a really pretty bracelet and a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is the smoothest guy I know. He got her ring size so quick, and now he knows. So now Brandy has no fucking clue. But no, we're gonna does. get married anyway. I already know this. <laughs> I would, you would have asked me six months ago if I ever saw myself getting married. Be like, mm-hmm. no, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I I get to be the flower man, right? Yes. <laughs> There's no fucking way you're not gonna be the flower. You're man. Damn right. Better not yeah. be best maid of honor <laughs> bullshit. No, I want to be the flower you could be man. All of them. I'll do it. You I'll, could be the because we're not religious. Yeah, I can. You I can, can do, do the wedding. Yeah. I can be the best maid of honor. Yeah. I don't well, know. I, I have female obligations. I probably need to stick with okay, those. Okay, I'll be a bridesman. You could be flower man, and then when you get up to the the altar, or yeah. Do I church, need to run back whatever, and get the rings? Then you no. Then you just throw one last big poof of flowers, and then you go stand. So you can officiate. I'm going to learn magic so I can throw like the the flower petals up and then they cover me for a second. And then when they're down, I'm in my ministry stuff. That'd be so cool. I'm not going to do that. That takes a lot of time and effort. (laughs) So yeah, I'm even talking about that and not being like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's so weird for me. Cause you know, like, oh yeah, I remember. Cause when (laughs) we were, you know, before George, you would sit here and, and I'd say, oh, yeah, well, what do you think of marriage? And you're like, oh nope, not going to happen. Well, I still I think it's bl- unnecessary. Yes, it is unnecessary. But if that is what George wanted, 100%. I don't. Well, okay, so I think there are uh, there are different things, right? So, I mean, uh, some people, I think, look at marriage, of course, as a an outward showing of commitment, mm-hmm. right? A, a public showing of commitment, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also people who are just like tax write off, baby, mm-hmm. you know, taxes and stuff. That's great, too. Um, or just the the benefits of of having someone to take care of your stuff if something does happen. I don't know what his reasons would be other than he likes just you lots. Lot. Yeah. Aw. Because he's like, when we're married or something like that. Or I don't Aww. remember what the exact conversation was, but Aww. we talk about it a lot. And um, not 
that specifically, but just the future. And it just seems like if I were ever to be someone's wife, I would want to be, I would want to be his. To because, be Jorge's? Yeah. Just because he's my dude. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is, he brings me such a sense of peace. Like I have yeah. never known. And I know that no matter what comes our way, cause shit's going to happen. Well, yeah. But we're both, I guess, older, you know, at a place in our life where like, okay, we can get through this or, and he's always trying to make my life easier, not harder. Yeah. And me too, you know, yeah. for him. Yeah. I mean, I've already talked about like, you know, if God forbid, if he were to pass away or something, mm-hmm. you know, I would gladly take on his son, you know, because yeah. his, you know, his yeah, son's yeah, yeah, mother yeah. passed away and he doesn't really have family here and he's not, he doesn't have family here and he's not close to his own family, yeah. you know, his son's family is here, but just, it's just not a good yeah. sitch. And so. Yeah. It's just like that I haven't known this man for long at all. And I would raise his son as my own. I am so beyond, you know, I don't know. He's, I don't even want to think about if it doesn't work out. Okay. Well, let's not think about <laughs> it then. Let's not think about yeah. it then. I'll, I mean, let's just say, Brandy, I am so happy for <laughs> you. Because George seems like a really great guy. George. I like what I'm hearing so far. I can't <laughs> wait to meet you in person. Brandy is keeping you a nice little secret. No, I am not. Roberta's met him. Okay, well, ow, that hurts. <laughs> okay. She said he's a white boy. <laughs> <laughs> but I always like the nerdy ones, period. I don't care yeah. what hue what they are. <laughs> yeah, us nerdy folks are yeah, awesome. I know. We're pretty great. Well, that's great, Brandy. I'm happy for you. When's the first time you fell in love? Oh gosh, are we talking like real love or lust? I mean, okay, of so what you know of love that you could actually label it like I loved this person would give my left nut for them. Oh gosh. Um, I think the first time I fell in love uh was in college, but not to my Yeah, ex. I know. I know what you mean. Um And I don't know that it was necessarily just fully romantic. I would, you know, do anything to be with you type of things. But just meeting someone who had like the same type of soul as me. And I was like, man. She lit up the room when she walked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I I looked forward to seeing her any time. Yeah. Like... And it, you know, it was just you know, two ships kind of passing in the night thing. There was just, you know, I was with someone or she was with someone. And, you know, we just never really yeah. had the opportunities to uh, explore that. And that's fine uh, because we were very, very good friends for a very long time. And she passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, she holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, at that age, also, you know, you're confusing a lot of things. I got married very young, also divorced very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some part of me knew that there wasn't, you know, like love, love there, mm-hmm. in love there. I care about 
my ex because she gave me the gift of my daughter. Yeah. Um, but like we're we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like we're not we're not star crossed so, lover lovers or anything. So it was lust and it seemed like a the natural thing to do well at yeah because at that age you know early 20s those hormones are still kind of mm-hmm. in control so i'm like yeah sure this seems great um but you know we just didn't have enough in common mm-hmm. and so it just didn't work um and then i went through a long period where i was you know i dated around i had a long term ish here and there but it wasn't anything super serious and then i met uh, yeah. mm-hmm. my ex, my, my other ex. Mm-hmm. And that I think was the first time I really felt love. Um, like romantic, I'm in love with someone. Yeah. Um, because I hadn't been in, in great relationships, not necessarily saying that these people were horrible or toxic or anything. We just weren't good for each other. We weren't a good fit. Um, maybe better as friends, not good as lovers or whatever. Um, but when I met my ex fiance, um, we clicked instantly. Yeah. Um, like we were, man, we were talking, cracking jokes, just getting along from the start. Um, How soon after meeting her did you feel like, wow, I could be with this person? Oh, pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, but so she weird. she was dating someone at the time. Oh, that bitch. Um, I meant him, not yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was, she was dating someone at the time and I didn't know it cause <laughs> she was traveling a lot. Mm. Uh, we had met doing a, a community theater play. Mm-hmm. She was traveling a lot for, for work. And so whenever she would come and volunteer, we'd hang out and we'd talk and, you know, we'd stand outside afterwards and we'd talk for, you know, a couple hours. Like we were just, it was there. It was obvious apparently to everyone that was in that yeah. play. Um, Cause they were like, oh yeah, yeah okay, you just, oh, gonna, you're just freaking, oh, sure, yeah, sure, 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 get you some. She she ended yeah. up breaking up with the guy, and I knew she had done it because of me, because she came up to me the very next day, and said, hey, so and so and I broke up, and you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, bullshitting me. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, okay, this is great, and then mm-hmm. like it just kind of went into it, and. Yeah. We How know, soon did y'all move in together? <laughs> it was like another year or so. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, calm down. It won't be a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. no, that's not true. Yeah, because our plan is a year. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was a it was another year, but I mean, we were we were great. She was there for me when uh, my grandmother died, um, and she was fantastic. Um, I met her family. Gosh, probably. Six or eight months in, because they lived far away from from here. Yeah. Um. And like we we moved in, I proposed. She said yes, and there were some troubling times for her. She she had a battle with with some depression. Yeah. Uh, because you know she just wasn't finding her purpose here. Yeah. Uh, and she's very work oriented, uh, type of person. She found a job, you know, on the other side of the country. Yeah. That really. You know, I mean, it fulfilled her her life in that way, um, but it was long distance, and unfortunately, in a lot of long distance instances, you grow apart. Mm-hmm. She grew one way, I grew a different way. I didn't notice it as quickly as she did, um, and then, kind of right towards the beginning of COVID, it ended, 
and mm. it sucked. You know, I was, I was pretty devastated. You know, yeah. um, and I think that's the weird thing because after a big breakup like that, I think people's first tendency is like, oh, you should date this person, date this person, or date this person, and that I understand being a friend and trying to get your mind off of it. I don't know that that's the healthiest thing. <laughs> I think it's the same thing as like, you know, drinking when you're sad or Gotta or get doing anything. Over someone by getting under <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think I think it actually helped that I COVID did happen. Yeah. And that I don't really drink. Um I, I think it helped because it forced me to face all of that yeah. and process it. And yes, it sucked, but overall the relationship helped show me my worth because I wasn't necessarily in the best place. I wasn't in a bad place. I was just kind of coasting through life. Um, But she helped to show me who I could be, the best version of myself. And I, you know, I got a lot from that. It was probably the most loving relationship I'd been in. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I take a lot of great things out of it and it it lets me know that, yeah, people do love me and can love me and I'm gonna go from there. Cause I also, I can trick people. (laughs) Ask your daughter. Very lovable. (laughs) (laughs) She hates me. (laughs) Um, no, I think. Because I don't, I, I also don't subscribe to the soulmate thing. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's ridiculous. What if my soulmate lives in Indonesia? Mm-hmm. How how the fuck am I going to find mm-hmm. that person? That's ridiculous. But I believe that there are many people that you can be compatible with. For sure. Different types of people, and I am just trying to find those types of people in my blue body in the most red area of the country. <laughs> that was one thing that kind of bummed me out. Because George was like, um, what did I say? Uh, we were in Dallas, and I was like, you want to move to Dallas? He's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Because he always, he's, he says he gets like just a whole like, you know, like he gets hype when he goes to like big cities or whatever because he's from like yeah. mostly Miami and Atlanta, right? Yeah. And so I guess he gets like a tingle in his balls, <laughs> you know, a whole <laughs> vibration of the city or whatever. And I could tell he just kind of pumped yeah. or whatever. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to live in the fucking South. And I was like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> fucking Colorado it is. <laughs> oh, no. We can't fucking afford it, but whatever. Yeah, well, you can smoke pot to forget. <laughs> <laughs> We're poor, but we've got pot. <laughs> pot makes everything better. <laughs> and with that, we're coming up on time, <laughs> oh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Oh my gosh, this was a fun one. I had fun talking yeah. about love. I knew you were not so interested in talking about it, but I'm happy it's you just did. It's hard. It's hard for me. Yeah, well, I'm happy we got it out of you. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks oh, for listening. Dirty. <laughs> no, say it. This no, is this no, is no. your warning. It's say okay. it. This is your warning. Say the dirty no. thing. I don't even remember what it was now. Well, shit. Better mm. remember it for next time. Okay. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thank you for listening in. Thank you. Go ahead and follow us on all the socials. Also, go ahead and subscribe to us and auto-download on whatever podcast 
platform you are listening to us on. Make sure to rate us five stars. If you have any questions for us, you have an interesting life story you want to share with us, come on the show. You can stay anonymous. Give us an email at thisisyourwarningpod at gmail.com. I think David could even change your voice. Yeah, I can totally do that. It's actually really George fun. said he would come on, but he wants his voice changed, and I don't understand why. I don't care. He must have a secret life. I'll change his voice. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll change his voice. That's fine. I'll do it. Bring him on. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yes, you can find us online on all the socials and everything with that. My name is David. And I'm Brandy. And this is your warning. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.